0: Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Another edition of the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. I appreciate the downloads, the five-star reviews, subscriptions, and feedback. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, the Vince Guerra Consulting Group, and our terrific friends over at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Make sure you stop on by Chick-fil-A. Uh, boy, do they have it all. They can cater your business lunch, your holiday party, etc. With the great chicken tenders, the waffle fries, mac and cheese, other sides and salads and more at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Make sure you stop in for breakfast as well. Those breakfast sandwiches are unbelievable with the uh, with the burrito bowl and all the rest. And it's just a delicious, delicious, fresh place with uh, always daily fresh ingredients at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Huge tip of the cap. Thank you as well to Ken's Auto Detailing, Axe Exotic Pets, and Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. Just dropped my guy Cooper off there to go play with all the pups. Make sure you do the same if you're in and around Central New York, Route 11 in Cicero. Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare on Instagram and Facebook, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Obviously, a really, really weird week uh, in the NFL, the coronavirus variant situation and all of these, um, you know, games and all these sports. I mean, we went from, you know, every single night for months on end, one after another, after another, after another, after another, you know, weeks to to, (laughs) nights to weeks to to months, having so much on, so many games. And now it almost kind of feels like we're shut down again. And it stinks. The NFL is going to keep their head down and keep going no matter what. They're just going to keep rescheduling games. If you have to play backups, so be it. We are not canceling the season. College football is already into the bowl season. They're not stopping at any at anything as well. Um, you know, maybe some would say, some teams would say, okay, we're out. Uh, but in the South, you know, these Southern teams or Southern bowls are definitely not going to. Um, and I'm not saying they should. But that's just where we are. There are a lot of games that are being postponed or canceled. I mean, I just saw my alma mater, St. Bonaventure. Maybe that's a good thing for them. They need to regroup. But their game canceled. I just got the alert. Syracuse Cornell is canceled. Uh, The NFL has had postponed games. And that's why this podcast is kind of a weird deal. Because I'm recording it on a Tuesday. It'll come out on Wednesday. But we still have another game left. Normally, I record it on a Tuesday. And the entire league is obviously done for that week. But in this particular case for week 15, uh-uh. You know, it's just, it's insane. We've got, actually, we have two games left um, here on Tuesday night. Um, I'll get to the rest of the games that were already played. I just want to quickly mention something about these two games. They'll be done by the time you hear this podcast. Eagles home for the Washington football team. The football team, you know, they were charging, 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 charging. And they kind of now fallen back a little bit. The Eagles are home. This is a rivalry game. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles because the football team's defense has been like Swiss cheese the last few weeks, and here is something to be really nervous about. If you're a Washington football fan, uh, the Eagles, 210.5 rushing yards per game since week eight. That's the most in the NFL in that span. The weather is cold. They're going to run it and work the play action to Jalen Hurts and let him do his thing. I'm going to take the Eagles in this game uh, 20-20. to 17. Close game, defensive game, ground and pound. I'm going to take the Eagles on a late field goal uh, in this one. The Rams, they're hosting the Seahawks. LA, they've won four of the last five games versus Seattle, including the playoffs. The Rams obviously got a huge win against the Arizona Cardinals. They are back in a big, big way. Uh, and, and and Stafford and Cup and the weapons they have, um, you know, they found something here, maybe on offense a little bit. I think it's awfully difficult, awfully difficult for that Seattle Seahawks team going on the road, right, going on the road and trying to slow down that, that offense. I just think that's going to be a really tall order for them. Uh, the Rams, I think, will try to run the ball a little bit for a balanced attack. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Rams, you know, have found that replacement to Robert Woods, right? I got into this a little bit last week um you know maybe they'll continue to use um the deep ball threat uh of Van Jefferson um you know who really has just had a great year. He's now the second leading receiver in terms of yards and he has 6 touchdowns. He's second on the receiving charts for touchdown scored too. He's a big play guy. He's a big play deal here replacing Basically, Robert Woods uh, in 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 deep route patterns and also uh, can run short route. Um, he's really, really good. And I think that Van Jefferson is going to be a handful for the Seattle Seahawks in this game. Uh, he's a 2020 round two pick. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what. And, and he went to Florida. I couldn't remember what SEC school he went to. I'll tell you what. This offense is humming. The Rams are playing with a lot of confidence. I'm going to take the L.A. Rams huge in this game. Uh, The line is 7. I would bet the house, the car, the kids, and the dog on that one. Uh, Minus 7 Rams. Give me the Rams 34-16. to All right, let's go all the way back to last Thursday. The Chiefs at the Chargers. Right now, to me, the two best teams in the NFL are the Chiefs and the Packers. We are right now going, I think, on a collision course to go through Arrowhead, and to go through Lambeau, two of the toughest places to play in the NFL. In fact, I think the two toughest, that does not sound like music to the ears for the AFC and NFC teams trying to to oust these two clubs. Kansas City, offensively, they were unstoppable in this game. They get to overtime, and what an unbelievable one-man wrecking crew play Travis Kelsey had against the Chargers. I mean, that was some special stuff there going on. Uh, by the best tight end in football and and an all-time great. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. He caught it, made a couple of jukes, darted to the right, a couple of shifty bounce moves. What a great, well-balanced play. And then he ran away from everybody. He ran away from the DBs. He ran away from the linebackers and just showed you his skill set of size and speed and hands and route running. Travis Kelsey is one of the special ones, and that offense right now is unstoppable. Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes, they're running it. They can defend it. Um, you know, they let in 28 points to the Chargers, but it was only 14 until the fourth quarter. And they were also, of course, missing Chris Jones up front. This Kansas City team is humming. They are humming. The Chiefs, right now, to me, are the favorite to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Here's the re- another reason why. I know, by the way, Patrick Mahomes 31 of 47 for 410 yards and three touchdowns. Absurd. Colts beat the Patriots on Saturday night, <clears throat> 27 to 17. And again, big players make big plays and big moments. Jonathan Taylor with an unbelievable run. <clears throat> this game was getting close, it was getting dicey. It was 20 to 17. And then Jonathan Taylor went off with a huge run. He ended up with 29 carries and 170 yards and a touchdown. Um, But he had that long of 67 that came right at the right time for this Colts team. I mean, just came at the exact time, right what the doctor ordered. Late fourth quarter, Patriots are hoping to stop him. And all of a sudden, Taylor is gone. And you thought for a second, I think it was Dante Hightower and somebody else had him in his tracks. He was at, you know, they handed that off to him to the left. Little bit of a stunt, little bit of a boom, quick juke to the right, and he was gone. I mean, that was, oh, it was a great run. He's a phenomenal back, man. When Derrick Henry's not in there, he's the best back in the NFL. And uh, the Patriots showed some vulnerability. They couldn't stop Jonathan Taylor. You know it's coming. They couldn't stop it, which is rare for a Belichick defense, especially. The Belichick defense this year, a top five defense in the NFL. They got shredded by Jonathan Taylor, and they got out muscled in this game. And oh, by the way, I just mentioned why the Chiefs are the front runners for many reasons. Here's another reason: Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback. Mac Jones is going to need time to develop and earn his playoff, um, you know, his earn his playoff points. And you know, you got Patrick Mahomes on the other side. If they face off in an AFC title game, and it's at Arrowhead. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs all day long in that game. The Bills hosting the Panthers and beating the Panthers. God, the Panthers are terrible. They have a really good defense, obviously, a tremendous pass rush. Brian Burns and company, and Spencer Brown found that out on the left side for the Buffalo Bills. He was awful. Multiple holding penalties, had a silly taunting penalty after a big offensive play that cost Buffalo significant yardage. Um the Bills finally broke out in the second quarter. They had 17 points there, but it was still 17 to 8. I mean, they were kind of in a dogfight, and then they outscored him 14 to 6 in the second half. Gabe Davis put on a show. He was great. Five catches for 85 yards and two touchdowns. This was a game that should have shown <clears throat> again. Once again, Gabe Davis is the number two option in this football game. Cole Beasley didn't get a lot of touches, four catches for 35. Because the Panthers play a lot of man-to-man. Cole Beasley is a zone guy. Man-to-man guys are Gabriel Davis, uh, to an extent Dawson Knox, certainly Stephon Diggs. I don't understand why Stephon Diggs is not getting the football more. He only had four catches for 35 yards and a touchdown. You know, there needs to be way more activity and way more targets for Stephon Diggs uh, every single football game. The Bills did a solid job running the ball. They took the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. He did run it three times for 24, but the one big run was a broken play. The foot looked okay running uh, and moving around, but it's still I, I would assume it's still a little ginger and they got to play at the New England Patriots this week. So uh, they need all hands on deck for that game and the biggest hand is Josh Allen. Uh, the Bills' defense got after it. Obviously, Carolina playing an inferior offensive line, inferior quarterback play, uh, inferior weapons, although I do kind of like, uh, to a certain extent, and they, they went away from them. I think the Bills kind of took them away, too. Robbie Anderson, pretty good. DJ Moore, pretty good. Uh, Amir Abdullah can, can do some things at times, but these are splash-wide receivers. They'll hit you for two, three plays. They'll nail you on a couple drives, and then a whole quarter goes by, a quarter and a half, two quarters, and you don't see any of them. And Carolina's got to figure that out. And I think they can all be really, really good players in this league if they had a really good to great quarterback. Uh, Not even an elite quarterback, but a really good to great quarterback. Maybe even like a Dak Prescott type. I think they could be a lot better. The defense of the Bills, they certainly got after it in this game. I thought Dane Jackson held up okay. Uh, Tyler Madikiewicz had a very, very good game. Uh, the Bills uh, had uh, um, uh, four sacks in this game. They had the one late INT by A.J. Klein. I thought for sure they were going to be able to get some interceptions off of Cam Newton uh, and uh, PJ, or P.J. Walker, but Walker didn't play. Um, <clears throat> Newton was horrific in this game, 18-38 for 156 at touchdown and an INT. Uh, his QBR was 15.7, and his rating was 56.5. He's just no good. Um so the Bills' defense, they took care of business, played an inferior team. But again, I'm not going, and Jordan Poyer was his usual self. Micah Hyde was his usual self. Those guys are studs. Uh, I am not going to take the Bills seriously until they go into New England and win. Because the Bills, despite winning by double digits multiple times in the season, I, I, I can't take them seriously until they go beat the New England Patriots because They have not beaten really good teams to great teams. There's not an elite team in the NFL right now. There's great teams. I mean, I think the Chiefs are a great team. I think the Packers are a great team. But we don't have an elite team. Um, It very well could be, and I read a lot of content yesterday, just in all walks of sports. One piece that I read was, you know, on the ringer with, you know, this could be the year where somebody just quickly gets hot late. It's a wide-open window. And you just go and run and win the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay got hot. What was it? Twelve games into the regular season last year, I think they were seven and five, and ended up just steamrolling through the postseason. Won at Lambeau. Won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady gets his seventh um, uh, seventh um, uh, Super Bowl ring. So I think that that that's a really, really, really good thing for the. Uh, for the NFL and teams that are still kind of trying to figure out what on God's earth they are doing. Um, The Bills are one of those teams. The Bills haven't beaten anybody, you know, other than the Chiefs. I mean, when you look at great teams in the NFL, really good to great teams, they've lost to everybody in the NFL except Kansas City. And, oh, by the way, they also lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which right now is costing them big time in the standings. They lost week one to Pittsburgh, lost to Tennessee, lost to the Jags, lost to the Colts, lost to the Patriots, lost to the Bucs. They've beaten, they, they, they've got beaten by everybody. The only teams they can beat and beat significantly uh, by by a wide margin, double digits, you know, the Dolphins' win, wins look a lot better right now. So I, I, the Bills have actually beaten, now that I think about it, they have beaten a good team. I know the Dolphins are only 500 right now, but they've won six in a row, right? I mean, they started one and seven. They are, you know, those those two Dolphin wins are solid right now. And then they beat Kansas City. So, I guess you can throw them in a little bit, but you need one or two more there, I think. I mean, they beat the Saints by double digits. They've taken advantage of terrible quarterback play. Davis Mills and company, Taylor Heineke. They took advantage of Trevor uh, Simeon. I mean, you know, they lost to the Jaguars. I mean, the Bills, they, they, just, they haven't beaten a lot of teams. You know, they haven't beaten a lot of really good to great teams. And they played 14 games and they've beaten the chiefs on the road, great win. But and the dolphins, a couple of solid wins. So, I mean are the dolphins are really good are the dolphins a good team? Nah, I don't know. Maybe I'll change. They're a solid team. So, solid team, solid wins. The Bills need to go win at New England and then I'll take them somewhat seriously. Let's rip through some of these other games the ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Ken's Auto Detailing, Heather Saxton at Hunt Real Estate and our great friends at Stanley Law Offices together they'll work to get you the maximum award. Lions beat the Cardinals and they beat them down. And I have significant significant concerns about the Arizona Cardinals right now. This team, you know, you kind of had the feeling, didn't you, going late in the year, you kind of had the feeling like, you know what? This team's going to slip up somewhere, right? They're going to they're going to slip up And here we are because there was just something still that wasn't quite right about the, the Arizona Cardinals, right? I mean, they were just not quite, you know, all the way there. This is a team that was talented. They were catching lightning in a bottle in some spots. They got away with injury, right? With Colt McCoy in there. When Kyler Murray was down, they got away with DeAndre Hopkins out. Now he's out again. Um, they were making up for the injuries on defense. Uh, they were playing with some fire in this season, but they were winning games and Kingsbury people were a believer in all this. And, and, and here we are now. And, and we now know that they're not quite the Tampa Bay bucks. They're not quite the green Bay Packers. They lost, of course, the LA Rams. Maybe they're not even the LA Rams, right? They probably aren't um so you know are they even the Dallas Cowboys at this point but but as far as the top echelon they're not the Green Bay Packers and they're they're not the Tampa Bay Bucks. they got pounded in this game and they've got to answer for this and they've got to make up for it quick that was their first road loss of the season they're 10 and 4 I give their Lions a lot of credit you know they love playing for Dan Campbell they're physical they got after it Jared Goff three touchdowns Miami Dolphins beat the New York Jets 31-24 to again. The Dolphins have won six in a row, and they continue to just get it done the same way, you know, since the first win in this run. Tua did not have a good game here. He threw two picks. But where he needed to be solid and game manageable, he was. They got a great ground game <clears throat> this time out of Duke Johnson. Miles Gaskin was solid on the ground. Tua scrambled a little bit as well. You know, and then the... Tua spread the wealth. You know, it was Parker. It was Ford. It was Gasecki. Again, not a great throwing game for Tua, but when he had to be really good, he was, and the defense was absolutely just suffocating on the New York Jets. You know, the Jets, they were in a spot in this game. They they led 17-10 at the half, and then they got out, scored 21-7 uh, <clears throat> in the second half. They had six half, sacks did the Dolphins, just were all over you know, Zach, uh, Zach Wilson in this game, and Zach Wilson really just didn't, didn't show um, uh, anything in terms of, uh, you know, hey, I'm 14, well, not quite 14, but du- I think he's played double digits now this year, right? It, it, you know, because they've had some other guys in, Mike White and company, but um, he's played in enough games uh, where he could make, you know, even as a rookie, a couple of big throws to make you start believing. He didn't do that. That's all there is to it. And the Dolphins, you know, again, Christian Wilkins celebrated the, you know, the the big man TD with the leap and and the worm. Um, The Dolphins are a confident group right now. I wouldn't want to play them. I wouldn't want to play them. I wouldn't want to play the Colts. I wouldn't want to play the 49ers. Cowboys 21-6 winners over the New York football Giants. It's just so pathetic uh, with the Giants right now. Uh, The Cowboys did not play a good game across the board, but they got it done because the Giants were so bad. Steelers 19-13 winners over the Titans. I said it at the beginning of this game. This is another Mike Tomlin game. Just when you think they're dead. Big Ben's old. They can't do anything. Home game, eh. Don't have a lot of confidence. All the clown behavior. They go out and win the game. No, they're down 13-3 at the half, and they score 16 points, and Steelers' defense was absolutely... it, It was unbelievable in the second half. It was an absolute wall. Now, look. Tennessee Titans aren't going anywhere without Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. That's, that's been hurting them. That's why they're losing the games. Uh, if they had him in there, I think this would be a lot different game. I think a lot of games would be different. Um, the Steelers didn't do anything special offensively. I mean, Big Ben was okay. Najee Harris didn't run the ball much, right? Uh, it was the defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers that was absolutely amazing. T.J. Watt had a sack and a half. He is a one-man wrecking crew. Four sacks total for the Steelers. Pittsburgh had an interception with Joe uh, Schobert. Uh, and 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 these guys were just great. Micah Fitzpatrick continues to be one of the dominant players in the NFL. 14 tackles, 12 of which were sold. Just another machine. One-man wrecking crew coming out of Alabama from that 2018 draft. Uh, and, and the Dolphins drafted him and traded him. And, boy, do the Steelers benefit from him because he is just such a fit for that Steelers defense. Great win for Pittsburgh. They are breathing. They are alive. Texans over the Jags, 30-16. to 16. Uh, terrific offensive performances by a few guys on the, uh, the Houston Texans a team that's been brutal. Brandon Cooks being one of them. I mean, he was great in this game. He was unstoppable. He ran away from the defense, turned on the afterburners, um, <clears throat> and had 102 yards through the uh, air, seven catches uh, with two touchdowns. Uh, the Texans, uh, you know, that was a, a game between two bad teams, and the Texans were the ones who got it done. Let's move to the Bengals over the Broncos. This was an ugly game. It felt like Denver was going to win the game. And then all of a sudden, a great, great play from Burrow to Higgins found him off the play action. Uh, Boyd was good in this game for Cincy as well. Uh, just enough firepower. They won on the road in a hostile, tough environment. Denver is one of the toughest places to play because of the crowd and the air. And I thought the Bengals getting this win was big, big, big boy stuff. Um, you know, late in the year, cold weather, etc. Burrow, young team, young offense, uh, young coaching. I thought this was a nice win for Cincy. Even though it was 15 to 10, sometimes you got to win them ugly. Cincinnati can win ugly, which is great if you're a Bengal fan. 49ers, 31 to 13, just dominated the Atlanta Falcons. And the 49ers <clears throat> right now are scary. Really complete team. They're running it on the ground. It doesn't matter who it is. It's running back by committee for a while. It was Elijah Mitchell. He goes down. Now it's Wilson Jr. He had a great game. 21 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. George Kittle, six receptions for 93 yards. He looks like he is all the way back and dominating, and they can kill you from a lot of different angles in terms of their set packages offensively. One minute, they run it with Jeff Wilson off tackle. The next minute, they go play action with George Kittle. The next minute, they go with a a, a jet sweep to Debo Samuel. The next minute, they go Brandon Iuke on a quick little slant. You know, the next minute, they go back to Kittle. I mean, this offense is humming, and Jimmy Garoppolo was really, 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 really good and efficient. 18 of 23, that's exactly what they want from Garoppolo. They want him throwing it between 20 and 30 times, no more, no less. And they got that with a touchdown and a QBR of 61.6 and 123.7 rating. That was great stuff out of Garoppolo. The defense is just, I'm telling you, man, this defense is scary. Nick Bosa, another sack, Fred Warner, Eric Armstead. This team is, they're just great tacklers. They can pick it and, and strip it. Uh, it's a really good team. Really good team right now. Complete team. And we'll see what they do moving forward. But Kyle Shanahan, you know, he might have his best group right now uh, as a head coach. You know, there's no doubt. I mean, even as an offensive coordinator, the Falcons team he had that blew the lead in the Super Bowl isn't as good as his 49ers team, I don't think. I know the Falcons made the Super Bowl, but they just lack the they lack guts. They You know, they lack the cojones. And I think the 49ers maybe have got that. And if they get into the postseason uh, playing at this level right now, the way they're playing this minute, boy, they're going to be tough to beat. Packers go into Baltimore and win. A lot of people are on John Harbaugh. Listen to John Middlecoff about it. Uh, How can you do that? You got to tie it. You got to go to overtime. You've lost both those overtime. uh, You've lost uh, both those regulation games. By the way, I read at some point in the NFL season. I think it was going into the games that had to be made up, uh, and the Monday night game that was already on schedule with the Vikings and the Bears, um, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Twenty-nine games in the NFL had come down to the last score which is absurd, but a great win for Green Bay. John Harbaugh goes for it again. Remember, it was just a couple of weeks ago. He went for it against Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, didn't get the two-point conversion, lost. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, there are reasons for it. This team has been so injured and so hampered. Now, you might look at it and go, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. If, if, if the Ravens were humming enough with Tyler Huntley, then John Harbaugh should have confidence in him in overtime to keep driving. So just tie it and take your chances. It's easy to say that, but Tyler Hundley has pretty much Mark Andrews and that's it on offense. Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, eh, Marquise Brown, eh. Green Bay's got Aaron Rodgers. They have Aaron Jones. They have AJ Dillon. They have Valdez Scantling. They have Devontae Adams. They have Mercedes Lewis. Folks, <clears throat> if you're humming at that moment, I think you got to go for it. And the Ravens might miss the playoffs, and they might miss it by going for it. But they're not a Super Bowl team. You know, they're not. They they have a lot of work to do in the off season. They got to figure out what the heck to do with Lamar. He's been injured left and right here. Okay? They got to figure out what to do, and I, I don't mean short term for Lamar, but you know, you, you got to figure out what better ways to protect him. You know, go, maybe go out and get a couple more weapons, get the ball out of his hands quicker, whatever. I was okay with going for it there. And I just wasn't okay with the play call. I mean, that little roll out to the right and throw, I, I don't know if I would have done it that way. Um, you know, everybody probably is thinking, oh, it's going to go to Mark Andrews, et cetera. Maybe you run a decoy play. Maybe you run a little jet type of thing with Marquise Brown or, you know, a double end around. Or, I, I don't know. That, that play seemed a little shaky to me. Uh, maybe you let Huntley try to go run it in. I don't know. But Andrews was great, 136 yards and losing cause. <clears throat> two, catch, uh, two touchdowns on 10 catches. Rodgers. Continue to be dynamic. 23-31 for 268 and three touchdowns. That's the recipe for success for Green Bay. That's exactly what they want. The Saints, physical, fast. They have the the Buccaneers number. I don't know what it is. It's that defense. Um, but man alive, what an unbelievable game plan uh, in in this game for the New Orleans Saints. Terrific, terrific stuff. Tom Brady <clears throat> couldn't get out of his own way. The injuries didn't help. Fournette out. God went out now for the year with the ACL. Um, uh Uh, Evans was out, just a hard game for the Buccaneers to win without people, and the Saints just absolutely mauled him uh, at the line of scrimmage and got after Tom Brady. Uh, Brady doing a lot of whining in this game, a lot of crying, and he just is so annoying uh, on the football field. He has been for 20 years. He's so annoying. He cries to the refs. He wants every call. He's gotten every call in his career. He needs to shut his mouth. I'm tired of it. Uh, he, He got the biggest, I mean, he got the tuck rule, didn't he? I mean, he's gotten so many calls. The guy needs to shut his mouth. Raiders beat the Browns 16-14. Late field goal. They cashed in. They keep the season alive. I don't think this is a playoff team, but a great win nonetheless. Now, <clears throat> this was a hard place for Cleveland because you didn't have Baker. You had injuries and Corona and all the rest. Here's the thing. the Cleveland Browns needed to win this game. They still had Nick Chubb, who had a good game, 91 yards, 23 carries, and a touchdown. You still had Nick Chubb. You still had your great defense. And Nick Mullen's still doing enough at the quarterback position. I don't think he's, by any means, a great quarterback, but he's sufficient enough, Nick Mullins, with that defense, with Nick Chubb, to be able to beat kind of an inferior Raider team. And the Browns lost at home, and now it's going to be really hard for Cleveland because they got go, they got to go and play Green Bay on, on, on Christmas Day. Uh, they got, they got uh, uh, at the Steelers, and then they've got home for the Bengals. Where is that game on Christmas Day? Let me look. Is it at Cleveland? It may be at Cleveland. Um, they might not have to travel for that one. Nope, they're at Green Bay on Christmas Day. Oh, baby. At, at Green Bay, at Pittsburgh, home for Cincinnati. Yikes. Uh, let's wrap up the rest here <clears throat> from Week 15 in the NFL, all brought to you by Bryant & Stratton College of Syracuse and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Uh, We move to Vikings-Bears, one more game. Uh, The Bears, really, just so many blunders in this game, proved costly, turnovers. The Bears are awful. I mean, Matt Nagy, he's got to go. I mean, Ryan Pace has got to go, really. The Vikings just took advantage of, of a terrible football team. You know, they worked short field position. They did what they had to do. They only scored 17 points. You know, Justin Fields, he's running for his life. I thought he was actually okay. I, I think he has a promising future in this league. you got to get him more linemen, man. you got to get him more guys. Justin Jefferson had a touchdown, four catches for 47 yards. Delvin Cook, 89 yards on the ground. But if you hold Delvin Cook to under 100 yards, you know, that's kind of a win. And uh, the Bears lost because the Bears stink. Too many blunders in this game. Week 15 NFL recap brought to you by our great friends over at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. If you're in and around central New York, make sure you stop by Elevate Fitness, DeWitt and Liverpool. Two great locations. They have the hot tub, the pool. I'm heading there here in about 10 minutes actually after this uh, recording. Place is great. They have a walking track, awesome free weights and more. Get on over to Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, our great, great friend, uh, Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. If you're in and around the Western New York, Rochester, Victor area, stop by 61 School Street in Victor. They've got it all. They're open during the holiday season Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 4 to 9. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're open 4 to 10, 12 to 10, and 12 to 6. Their beers are simply amazing. Irish Red Ale, the Blue Devil Wheat, you can get all your IPAs there as well. They'll uh, put together your crawlers and growlers and all that. Shop online at stumblingmonkeybeer.com, stumblingmonkeybeer.com. Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company is the official brewery of The ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter at MikeL Sports, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games. <laughs>